Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. It's now Podpomo still. We are still going through the days of November podcast every day, and I'm loving it. I'm having so much fun and I hope you're having so much fun listening and watching later on because you can't watch them at the moment because they're not out, only the podcasts are. And if you are listening to the podcast, please go over to Apple and leave a review because that's the only place you can leave reviews. Um, I'm your host, Karina Gantus. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Pin. Uh, I am an award-winning author. I'm an award-winning filmmaker, podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Author Assist show on the Artist First Radio Network. And I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing, promotion, brainstorming, and everything in between. Today, my very special guest is Rosemary Williams. Welcome to the show, Rosemary. Hi, Karina. And we know each other through writing circles, panels, and uh, things like that uh, for just yeah. talking and just shooting the breeze, talking about writing topics. But what I don't know is you as a creative. What do you yeah. use your pen for? Um, I, I mostly write fantasy. Um, I've got three short stories published, uh, two more that hit acceptance in the last few weeks. Oh, well done. Congrats. Thanks. Um, uh, and it, it's, I, I hit my third, well, I shouldn't mention which one that one is because they haven't gotten the green light to talk about that publicly I like told my friends but I haven't been putting it on social media yet yeah no okay um, we'll leave that one that that one that one maybe I won't mention which anthology it is but it is a charity anthology and it's one that I've been in before um the other one I got into the second hidden villains anthology this one subtitled arise with a very ridiculous story about a demon who got accidentally summoned from hell by a woman who was trying to put together her new Ikea table oh you've talked about I recognize when you just said that I recognize that Mm -hmm. premise I think we've been on a a sprint or something and you mm-hmm. mentioned that you were writing it yeah oh yeah. wonderful oh oh I'm so happy that was accepted in the anthology I've yet to be in an anthology I've yet to find an <laughs> anthology to submit to I keep telling everyone if you know anywhere that has flash fiction because I'm not short fiction mm. I'm novels or flash fiction I'm not in between um then I'm, I'm impressed because flash fiction is hard yeah some some authors find it hard but I don't I'm like I see it as a scene a scene playing out like a movie Mm. Um, but of course the flash fiction has to have a start middle and end so the story has to have a reason for that scene conclusion and and what happens inside it and it's just using I mean some submissions you have a certain amount of words other times you can just write as long as you don't go over I try not to go over a thousand words on the flash it's mm-hmm. between 100 to a thousand but yeah no I love writing flash fiction it really gets my juices going I have enough trouble fitting a story of mine into a short story work (laughs) (laughs) so how long have you actually been writing for um 
I want to say maybe about 10 years, but I started out with fan fiction. Um, if anyone is curious, I have a single fan fiction story that is available on AO3. It is My Little Pony, <laughs> and it is titled Clear and Present Discord. It, it, I essentially treated it as an exercise in character voice and trying to nail all of the voices of the characters on the page. And I feel like it came out fairly well, but... I'm also a huge My Little Pony fan because I'm a giant nerd and I was you, a child in the must 80s. Be. And, and I can see them in the background as well. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. There are unicorns <laughs> everywhere in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but you're a bit of a gamer though, aren't you? You do love your games. Yeah, I, I play Dungeons and Dragons. I've played some other systems over the years, in, including World of Darkness and Champions, for those of you old enough to remember the old Big Blue book. Um, and I have been recently playing in a Mistborn adventure game because I'm a huge Brandon Sanderson fan um, and big enough fan that I wound up one of the moderators on his official fan site in Discord, 17th Shard. Um, I right. do some podcasting with them. Oh, um, cool. So if it, on the off chance there are any 17 Sharders out there who are like, wait a minute, I know that face. Yes, yes, that is my face. <laughs> um and we've been we've been playing and recording a Mistborn game, and we just dropped the season finale of that up on YouTube. It's called Diceborn. It's on the Seventeenth Shard channel. Please come watch us. We have oh, that's just small... gone straight over my head. Yeah, I, I know what Dungeons and Dragons is because of the yeah. film, and that's only. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played a board game in my life. We have a very small but very enthusiastic viewership of that game, and we've been having a great deal of fun tormenting our characters. What is that like behind you? It looks something like it could be fantasy, maybe Lord of the Rings type thing. Um. Oh, are you talking this? Yeah. Right here. Uh. That that is. Um. That's my altar. <laughs> I'm a I'm a comedic pagan. Um. Wow. So yeah, I've that's got beautiful. a little ladder shelf that has like multiple levels. Why, 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 uh, kinetic? Why, why that? Um, what, what? So... That one's a little difficult to explain without sounding a little weird, but okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can do it. Uh, so, I, I've been a pagan for almost the entirety of my adult life. Um, I kind of wow. flipped over to it when I was around nineteen. Um, and I was a lazy, solitary eclectic Wiccan for a while and then I moved to Kansas City and I found a group here that is Community. a bunch of pagans hanging out underneath the Unitarian Universalist umbrella and the very first <laughs> ritual I attended with them I sort of got claimed by Bost and um, it, it all just sort of snowballed from there. Uh, wow yeah difficult to explain no I get it I've, I've watched the craft I know what goes on uh <laughs> So it's nothing like that. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's a, it's a, like you say, Wiccan is a white magic, if you can call it magic. It's to do with the environment and nature. Yeah. Yeah. See, I know. And, and now I'm just full blown comedic. Which... But do you, do you, because you, you've been into that and because you know about it, has that ever entered into your writing? Um, I try to be a little bit careful about that because I know there are certain other fantasy authors who have gotten in trouble by um, other... writing about stuff that yeah, gotcha. is too close and they yeah. get like weird stalkers and things. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to 
mostly stick to complete made up. I, I get you on that. It's like that's more fun anyway. When when I do my motorcycle thrillers, there's certain motorcycle clubs that I cannot mention in my books. <laughs> that I wouldn't dare mention in my books. So I have to make sure all of the clubs that I do mention don't exist in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want someone yeah. knocking on my door. So um anyway. So how old were you when you first published? And what did you what was your first piece, your first paid piece where you could say, I am a paid writer? I'm a paid author. Well, that that was in uh, the charity anthology that I've been talking about. It, it wasn't a lot of money because charity anthology. You know, that was that was that was a thing. That was a I panic wrote the story on the day of the deadline because oh I have ADHD and um, I had not yet developed good habits. I've I have since figured out how to trick myself into getting actual work done every day <laughs> rather than waiting till the last minute. It is definitely it, it was effective, but it is not something that is sustainable. No. Um, <laughs> and I was very surprised to get that story accepted. And I'm like, well, I must have done something right. Um, it's, it's I, when you can call yourself that um, title though it opens so many more doors and it makes you feel confident in yourself that you can do it again I've done it once why not do it again yeah. I'm thinking that was in 2019 that was three years ago so um 41 or 42 is how old I was wow late starter why yeah um because partly ADHD and partly because it wasn't until there was a specific Brandon Sanderson book that Konami coded my brain and flipped on the wider switch. Did you tell him that? I haven't yet. Someday I will. Someday I will be there with like a published book and I will look at Brandon and I will go, this is your fault. <laughs> um, I know, it, it's great though. It's... uh. I have the actual, like, it's a paperback copy of Alloy of Law, and I actually got Isaac Stewart, who is the the vice president of art direction at uh, at Dragonsteel. I got him to sketch teeth on the end because my joke is the book bit me and turned me in infected <laughs> me with author lycanthropy. <laughs> it's always something that triggers it. So so yeah. So Sanders is the reason. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I blame. Were you creative at all, even with your condition? Were you creative when you were younger and growing up? Yeah, I've always been kind of a maker. Um, I these days I do a lot of yarn arts. Um, I have trouble sitting and just watching TV with my husband in the evening, so I will usually be crocheting something at the time. I make a lot of tiny adorable bees. <gasps> oh my gosh! The flying cat. You sell them? No, no. I don't. Um, I I will either I, I make a few limited things for myself, and then mostly I give them as gifts. Oh, uh, well, Jordan they make Kahn, beautiful. Yeah, Jordan Con this year, uh, I had an army of tiny crocheted cubic unicorns and a a support navy of tiny octopodes, and I just gave those away to people the entire time. So Friday and Saturday, I gave them all away. And then Sunday, I wore my T-shirt that says, "Fools, I will destroy you all. Ask me how." Because <laughs> you've got little micro I, I things inside the yeah, yeah, good. I like that. <laughs> my army is in place now. 
<laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> you could even write yeah. a story on that. That would be cool. Yeah, that's a you knew <laughs> you knew storyline for a short flash fiction. I bet you could do it. I bet you could. <laughs> Give yourself more credit. Seriously, you you you've been writing all these years now. You've had stuff published. What about a book? I mean, except for anthologies, can you write a full novel? Are you are you yes. just a short story? No, I I'm the, the I'm better at doing longer form because, as evidenced by the most recent short story that I tried to write that is sitting at novelette length and might wind up expanding to a novella by the time I'm done with my bachelor's. <laughs> <laughs> next revision on it um but i do have uh i have a book that is in its seventh draft i need to run it through an eighth and um shoot at least two chapters into the sun um do you think there's a time where you should sort of step back and say right let somebody else have a, an eye on my manuscript because i might be seeing things that aren't wrong with it when you know, I've I've kind of gone through that because I have a couple of writing groups and I had a, a friend kind of read through it and she's like, yeah, a lot of this is unnecessary. And I'm like, all right. Um, and a thing happened. So I am recovering from two conventions in a row. <laughs> the first half of November was me traveling. First, I went to New Orleans to attend the World Fantasy Convention. Wow. Um, I, I was staffing because I am co-chairing it in 2023 here in Kansas City. I am that kind of idiot. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. How do you how do you get? I mean, first you you you're doing his his fan group on Discord, and now you're just a chairperson of you know. How do you um, get offered these roles? Is it because you're just part of the community you know, and everyone knows you as just. Partly, I mean, I'm I'm involved in local fandom, like general fandom. So I, I'm I'm uh, involved in a in a local convention, um, our, our our local literary based one that's called Conquest, um, the capital Q and a capital T. I do it. And what happened was it, it, it's fandom links. Everything is you know six degrees of separation in fandom, except usually it's only two or three. Wow. Um, and we, there is a lady from Toronto who comes to Conquest every year, but she chaired World Fantasy in 2021 when it was in Montreal. And normally they get a bid about two years out for them to, to decide on. They would like, often like to do it earlier if possible, but two years is is like their minimum comfort zone and they didn't have anyone bid for 2023 that year and we had people from local fandom who had attended because our friend was running it and i get this email from a fellow who's like hey they don't have anyone to do this this could be a really good thing for local fandom maybe we should and by that he meant maybe i should because <laughs> we knew he wasn't going to do it and i'm and i i had to spend a week thinking about it going from are you absolutely out of your damn mind <laughs> god how much responsibility you have looking up yeah. the requirements figuring out what kind of logistics it would take 
realizing that in a lot of ways it has fewer bells and whistles than Conquest does because they're much more focused professionally and they have a very clear outline of what they yeah. expect. It's not like a world con where you're just like everything's kablooey. It, it, it's it's a <laughs> smaller con. Is that it's a more... word? Is that a real word? I like that. Uh, kablooey. Yeah, it, you made it absolutely. out, didn't It's you? a bit of a cartoony word, but yes. Um, <laughs> I like that. No, world fantasy is much more focused in on the professional side. They cap membership at about a thousand, so it you don't have to, you know, it it it, it it's like a jazz conducting a jazz band ensemble instead of a full hundred piece orchestra. Still, it's a <laughs> lot of responsibility. It is, and I, I have enjoyed it though. <laughs> uh, yeah, so far, uh, and I sat there and I went, okay, I will do the thing. However, comma, I want a co-chair. I am not doing this by myself. Mm -hmm. And I knew the person that I really wanted to go with me, but I also knew that she was burnt out because mm -hmm. she had chaired Worldcon when it was in Kansas City in 2016, and that mm -hmm. totally fried her. And then, and that, that is uh, Ruth Lickward. Um, and after like a couple of weeks, she emails me and says, I would be willing to do the thing and I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I was the one on board and she you could work together and you can before. yeah share it and, exactly yeah. share the responsibilities mm -hmm. so I mean we're, we're coming up to excuse me we're coming up to uh, December and then you've got like uh, one more month until 2023 so I mean how's I've all had, I have a few months where I don't have to travel and, and yeah and so after world fantasy I came home for three days and then flew out to Salt Lake City for uh, the Dragonsteel convention, which Sanderson's team has finally talked him into just having a convention around his release parties because they were attracting that many people anyway. Wow. And that was a whole lot of fun. I got to hang out with a lot of my 17 Shard friends, um, particularly the other staff who I do podcasting with, some of whom I hadn't gotten to meet in person before. Um, there was, oh, I was so. on a couple of panels. Um, some uh, of you watching might know who Daniel Green is. I got to moderate a panel with, with that had Daniel Green on it. It was a lot of fun. He is an absolute stellar human being in person, every bit as, as awesome as you might think from watching him online. Um, and it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I participated in a live editorial critique where I submitted a piece of work and, um, there might be some things happening from that. I don't want to go into details because there is obviously no guarantees, but no, there is no something that life. I can pursue. That's fabulous. So you just, you've done nonstop writing, submissions, yeah. um, managing. I mean, what else do you do, dear? Um, I costume. <laughs> I you, costumes. You make costumes and, for, and for these cons, yeah? Yes, yes. I have a lovely mist cloak. Um, I I did a steampunk Elsa from Frozen with Jordan Con last year. This year, so I, part of the reason for the asymmetrical haircut is I am growing out part of it. And I am going to cosplay Vi from Arcane at Jordan Con Pass. this next year. And um, well, I love your hairstyle right now anyway. Yeah, so cool. It, it needs to get a little bit longer, longer on the on bottom. The side, yeah. and it's, it grows really quickly, so it's not going to be a problem. And then I will be able to cosplay her without wearing a wig, which, you know, bonus. <laughs> yeah. So you do all that if we grow your hair just so you don't have to wear a wig. 
I, mean, I love cosplay. Really great hairstyles. I'm like, I, I, I could live with my hair being you, like that. For you a could, while. yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, what's next for you? I mean, you've got your hands in so many pies and so many things going on. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I, I feel like in some ways I'm turning into my mother because she's always always the one when I was a kid who was doing like a zillion things, but I'm doing very different types of things than what she did. And I'm finally realizing that, okay, yeah, I inherited her tendencies because once I got a handle on my ADHD and figure out how to channel it, I can do a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you still got to say no sometimes, Rosemary. Yeah. I know, and and I did because someone tried to uh, recruit me into staffing NASVIC next year, and I'm like, um, I think I have my plate full right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so <laughs> I, I do do a lot, but are you working on anything right now, uh, writing wise? Um, I I do need to do another writing pass on that novelette uh, it's weird west it, it's a lot of fun and i i also need to look at especially if it expands to novella of whether or not i can add enough to it to make it a full book um weird west you mean in more steampunk it, it it's more like it's magic in the old west so my character is like a magical bounty hunter she has a particular I love ability it. to smell different types of magic uh, it makes her very effective at what she does. And she gets, she and her brother get hired by this sorcerer to track down his rogue apprentice. And they do it. And the apprentice had, had stolen basically a very valuable magical spell component that they were supposed to retrieve and bring back. And they, they take out the apprentice and then they find the spell component only to learn that it's a baby unicorn. And her first reaction is, oh, we are so screwed. Of course it's a unicorn. I mean, what else would it be? <laughs> you do love I mean, them, you've met you? me, so. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I am a My Little Pony but in a human suit. Has that got its own genre? Because I've never heard of a, a magic in the Wild West. I mean, is this like a new genre you're starting on? It, no, it's not new. It, it 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 is kind of an offshoot. It's it's like steampunk only without like the technology so much. Um, it's just let's throw magic Fantasy and potentially in monsters into the old west and see what yeah. comes out. So where can people find your work, which is now at the moment in anthologies more than separate books? Um, the easiest place. Uh, so either Book Depository or Amazon has the Hidden Villains anthology, the the first one, which has a story of mine called The Ghost of House Grey. And, and my kind of tagline on that is, when is a haunting not a haunting? Um, it, it, it's about a uh, de-ghosting person who gets a job that she's not quite sure what's going on, but it doesn't appear to actually be a ghost. Um, mm -hmm. And then the, the next year's anthology will be coming out in the spring. Um, there's going to be a Kickstarter for it uh, coming soonish um, because essentially what they're looking at, since it's a fairly new publishing company, Inked Publisher, and they're they're wanting to be able to pay their authors more our initial starting rate is five cents per word and they want to be able to bump us up to eight cents per word that's they cool need some pre-funding to do it and that's what they're going to do the kickstarter for so the the anthology is 100 going to come out they just want to do the kickstarter to see if they can pay us more 
That's really good. So they're not looking for submissions on that one then. That's all yeah, finished, that, done and yeah, dusted. That is, submission process is done. He had like <sighs> six hundred some stories that came in. Oh my in. gosh. It was it was a lot. Uh Ow. and but uh I made it through the slush readers and and in because it was yeah. a total blind submission process, which which was fun. That's um, good, yeah, because you don't have your name then on the on the manuscript, and they don't know if you're male, female, nothing. Just go by yeah. the story and the quality of it. I, I write good words. You Yay. do. You don't need validation. If you if you're published <laughs> once, that that's it. It's validated. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, but I like to keep getting published because of course, of course, it. yeah, keep on submitting. I mean, yeah, where do you get your ideas from? Oh my goodness, everywhere. I mean, the I have never really understood where people go have problems having ideas because I have more ideas than I could possibly write in a lifetime, and all I have to do is think of, hmm. How would I write this type of story? And it just sort of generates itself. Um, Need a partner so you can share those ideas out. Yeah. Like sometimes I will look at an anthology theme and go, hmm, what can I do with this theme? Like um, the particular charity anthology series that I submit to, they do a different theme every year. And I write with the same characters every year. So I'm oh. like, all right, how can I take this theme and throw it in with what these little idiots do and <laughs> come up with something new and more ridiculous? I love that. <laughs> uh, me, it would be, uh, what does this anthology want? What's a theme? Oh, have I got anything already for that that could fit that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah, I, I tend to, when I write a short story, I tend to write to a theme rather than just writing a short story. Because left to my own devices, I will write novels. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah, the weird, um... West, the weird West story started out as a rather long short story that didn't make it into the anthology I sent it to because it wasn't flashbang actiony enough and i'm like this is the most action i've ever pushed into stuff but it's okay so it's rejected now i can slow down a little bit and you know put in all my character details and and stuff and like let it spread out the way it needs to and, and it, it did it grew mm -hmm. it's, it was it in the oven and it baked and it's turned into a nice big bun bun cake <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe i'll make it into a full pie yeah, why not? <laughs> that would be cool, though, to have a novel published. But yeah, it? ideas. I am not short on ideas because I like to twist things and I like to twist ideas into pretzels, like the whole. I, I mean, I've seen the demon summoning via Ikea thing pop across Facebook as a joke, and I'm like, I could do a story on that. <laughs> and it would be totally different from the type of story anyone else would write off the same. But it would be that's using that beauty. theme, yeah. One of the that's the beauty of our of authors is that we will all take the same idea and we will do something very different with it. Because we all have our own different imagination. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine where your imagination goes. If I could yeah, get into it's... your mind, I could just see, uh, I don't know. You don't candy, want to live in here. You know, very... fluffy clouds and unicorns hopping over the fluffy clouds. And... It, 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 there's some non-Euclidean geometry Dragons, stuff maybe. happening up there. And really? A neurotypical person trying to live inside an ADHD brain is is going to cause pain and suffering oh, and possibly oh. hilarity 
Oh dear, no. Okay, <laughs> let's let's not get into the mind of uh, Rosemary Williams, but let's get to find out where you are on social media. If anyone wants to follow you, or any gamers that are really interested in learning more about what you're doing. Um, yeah. Um, and any of you who are even light Sanderson fans, uh, check out Seventeenth Shard. Um, I'm on a rereads podcast called Span Reads. Uh, and obviously the Diceborn game, if I just do not advise anyone watch Diceborn until they have at least what, read through Era 1 of Mistborn, preferably into Era 2, because we're playing Era 2. Um, okay. And also, that's the most recent stuff that came out. We, we envisioned this as building on the hype leading up to the Lost Metal release, and then we just had so damn much fun with it. We're like, we need to do a second season because... This was amazing. <laughs> and there, we still have so many plot threads dangling around. And one of my co-players is an evil genius. And I'll get him back. That's really. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and I do have, I've, I've got a Facebook page. Um, it, and uh, I'm on Twitter for however longer that lasts. Um instagram you can find me by searching for the rusting unicorn usually um because that's the some the handle that i use in a lot of places oh cool um, for my author persona because i got like a logo with a unicorn, unicorn that's all rusted oh wow i will have all of those links down in the description mm -hmm. of the podcast and the video and cast and I do have my own website. It's uh, www.therustingunicorn.com. Wait, let me let me double check that. Um, okay, there, no the. It's just rustingunicorn.com. Rustingunicorn.com. Well, yeah. Rosemary, thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. It was uh, quite interesting getting into your mindset and uh, learning more about you and uh, your wonderful. Uh, talents because you don't just write you play and you and you sew and you make costumes and you're a pagan I mean gosh so so much so much how do you how do you find the time uh well it helps that I don't have a day job right now because my, my husband makes some pretty good money at the tech job that he has and we kind of sat down like a year and a half ago and went over the finances and like if I wanted to be able to write I needed to have the time and time to do energy it. Yeah. to do it. And it's not like you need any ideas. You've got the you've yeah. got the ideas. Yeah. You just need the time to get them all out your head now. And and a lot of what I do with fandom is kind of feeds into all of that because you know what I do with Seventeenth Shard makes me more of a public person than I was before. Like at Dragon Seal, I had people running up to me going, "Oh, are you K Myth? Are you oh. a Shardcaster?" And I'm like. Yes. And I'm just like, I'm getting recognized here by total strangers. Oh and my it's gosh. a very strange experience. Yay, famous. <laughs> that um, must have been nice. <laughs> and 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 so that that shows that I am starting to build that recognition, which gives me a little bit of an edge on yeah. what I feel like building an audience for my books. Yeah, most definitely. All of these people who know who I am are obviously book fans. Of course. <laughs> That's um, how you build an audience, yeah, definitely. And 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 with what I'm doing with with local conventions and with world fantasy, I feel like if I want to 
be able to be supported by fandom as an author, I I want to put in work to fandom while I still have the time yeah. to do it. Um, yeah, I understand I feel like that. It's not just an investment in me, but it's an, an investment in the community as a whole. Exactly. Because I believe very strongly in in making sure that that space is still there. That's wonderful. Well, um, Rosemary, thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. I wish you all the best with all your projects and uh, you hear more from your uh, submitted short stories and uh, you get the uh, Weird West novel finished. <laughs> we'll see if it gets that big. <laughs> hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantus or small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow, like and review the podcast your support means everything <laughs>